Good evening. Uh, I'll keep a uh, a good watch on the time tonight, uh, so that uh, our our pumpkin pies don't burn, <clears throat> so that we'll have time to put together our tofu turkeys and um, and uh, get us uh, get us into this this uh, harvest holiday weekend. I want to say that I don't think I'm being a pessimist uh, when I say that we we've entered into kind of a new a new normal, an era of a new normal. I I just think that um, that uh, the reality of of COVID is uh, going to be with us. And uh, we will find a way to adapt, but uh, we'll be wearing our masks, I think. I think we'll get used to wearing the masks and and uh, they'll uh, we'll invest in in uh, ventilation and heating systems so that we feel a little safer. Uh, we'll um, we'll be a little mindful of uh, our social interactions. I think this is the new normal uh, that uh, we will uh, flow into. Um, I believe that, that if everything goes perfectly well with our plans all over the world to reduce carbon emissions, uh, we've still raised our temperature enough so that, so that the evidence of climate change will be with us, that uh, the fires aren't going to immediately go away, um, even if everything goes perfectly as planned with all the nations in the world. <clears throat> I think the Sea levels will continue to stay high and storms will be more serious. And uh, this will be our, our, new, our new normal. But, <clears throat> but I want to really feel like I'm staying in the flow. I don't want... Uh, personal anger and frustration to be an obstruction for me. I want to feel like, like I am flowing in the new normal uh, because it's only in this flow that there's any chance of, of uh, being a part of the liberation of all beings. Uh, if, if I'm on the sidelines wishing for something different, uh, there's, no, there's no hope for that, that intimate interaction uh, of liberation, of, of uh, improving, uh, of uh, uh, relieving suffering 
in the world. So I'm paying attention to that staying in the flow. This is being in accord with reality just as it is. And this is, this is a central teaching in our, in our uh, Mahayana tradition. Being in the flow, staying, be, being in accord with reality just, just the way it is. Um, sometimes that's the definition of, of enlightenment in our religion, in uh, Mahayana Buddhism, <clears throat> being in accord with reality just as it is, not being critical, not wanting to bring in uh, something uh, from outside because we know that there, there isn't an outside. <clears throat> Just to be in accord, to be intimate with all that really is true around us so that we can be part of the liberation from suffering. <clears throat> And, and of course, our sitting is uh, the manifestation of that being in accord with the true reality, just as it is. Our sitting practice is, uh, is um, about stability rather than resistance against what is. Our sitting practice is about um, resilience. You know, even, uh, even in the Zendo, on a warm evening when, there's, when it feels comfortable in there even without the heater on and it's quiet, the, there's not too, too much outside noise. Um, we can sit there and say, um, for just this breath, um, I am vividly connected <clears throat> with all that's around me over and over again. That's our resilience training for, for being in accord, for being in the flow with just what is. This is our definition of enlightenment. And I'm going to be saying a lot about enlightenment over the next few weeks. We're gearing up for um, the Rohatsu Sashin, which is Buddha's enlightenment Sashin. So um, this week and next week will be our preparation for that Sashin. And, and I'm going to look at, at how our, our um, ancestors have talked about uh, our practice of being in accord, our practice of enlightenment. Um, from, from Shakyamuni's uh, teachings uh, up to the modern age, uh, including uh, Catherine and, and Suzuki Roshi. So, um, so I've been thinking a lot about this. Uh, being in the flow, being in accord. Uh, that being said, I, I just heard a, 
watched a YouTube video with Shohaku Okamura, who says we shouldn't we shouldn't think too much about enlightenment. Um, he says that uh, that thinking about enlightenment, making it a thing, making it a hard concept, making it a a goal for our practice is is uh, enacting a enacting desire, and of course. Um, that too is one of Buddha's early teaching that uh, that our desiring nature leads to suffering. So even even the desire for enlightenment, the thought of enlightenment, having the goal of enlightenment, um, can bring about suffering. Shohaku says, "Just sit, just sit." Um, uh, Sitting, he, he makes a joke about uh, about one of his uh, lineage ancestors who says um, sitting is good for nothing, and it's got that double meaning that um, that uh, one it's it makes sure that we don't have uh, goals or concepts, and it also kind of keeps us pointing towards that uh, that that. Um, practice of emptiness that there's nothing there's nothing solid um, uh, to to rest on um, so uh, shohaku says um, uh, just sit just sit don't think about enlightenment don't think about the goals don't think about what this practice is good for uh, just sit he admits that it's hard to get uh, it's hard to um, uh, encourage students to meditate if, if uh, the ultimate outcome is good for nothing. That's another one of his jokes about the, the, um, the two sides of our practice. But, um, but uh, he says, this is, this is our life. Our life is just being with this moment breath after breath. And um, uh, he, he does a good job, I think, of um, making our sitting um, uh, sound like, uh, uh, well, what we've, what we've all experienced. Every, everyone here has been sitting for a while. We know that it's something, uh, that it's a meaningful part of our life, that it is our life, breath after breath. Um, but our ancestors wrote quite a bit about enlightenment, and and I think they weren't they weren't trying to land on on a definition of enlightenment. They were just encouraging us to to keep practicing. This is our life. Um, encouraging us. Um, to become more and more com confident that this is our true nature and that our true nature is being in accord with all things. Um, I said before, our practices is this, this um, flowing uh, and uh, um, that it that it 
helps us develop resilience so that we can accept the reality just as it is um, uh, and, uh, and be stable in, in these difficult times, sometimes with fires, sometimes with storms, sometimes with political un, unrest and unease. Uh, can, we, can we be a part of, of uh, the flow uh, so that we can liberate all beings from suffering? Um, and can we still be in the midst of all of the, the changes and difficulties that arise again and again? Um, these changes, in fact, were another part of Buddha's central, central teaching. He described the, the three characteristics of reality, the impermanence, that things are changing all the time. Um, he described uh, um, no fixed self, um, that even this self, it's a delusion to think that this, this is the same self that comes up um, time after time, that, that we're always um, reacting and adjusting to the causes and conditions that uh, come up in our lives. And the third thing is that, um, that there is suffering in the world when we hold on too tightly to uh, wanting things to stay the, the same. These, these are the three characteristics of reality. And we, we heard kind of a modern version of that um, uh, when we were reading Ruth King, the, the um, Vipassana teacher who wrote Mindful of Race, she said that she would get stuck um, with frustration and anger uh, with the racism around her. And to become unstuck, the antidote was to practice these three characteristics of reality, but she called them um, uh, things are not personal, not permanent, and not perfect. Um, that's that's her rephrasing of of impermanence, no self, and uh, um, the existence of suffering secondary to our craving nature. It's not personal, it's not permanent, and it's um, not perfect. And lastly, to get us back to our, our cooking, I, uh, wanted to remind us of, of uh, that uh, Bodhisattva of wisdom, uh, Bob Dylan. Um, a few of us heard we're talking about um, a recent um, documentary on the radio 
about the early, the early music of Bob Dylan. Um, in in that in that um, documentary, <clears throat> Bob Dylan said that um, uh, it's good to always have questions, but it's even better to know where to direct our questions. And of course, um, our practice, our, our tradition uh, points us in a, in, a, in a direction of where to ask our questions. Our ancestor, Ahe Dogen, says, um, uh, study the self, look towards the self with your questions. Stay close to home. Look, look, uh, look towards the self. And when we look towards this self with our questions, um, we uh, realize the enlightened nature of the myriad things all around us. We see, we see that that uh, no fixed self, and when that ego. Uh, is softened up a little bit. We're able to see the enlightened nature all around us from all, all the myriad things that we're swimming along with in this great flow of true reality as it is. <clears throat> and when, when Bob Dylan was criticized in the mid-60s, for taking a different musical direction, for leaving behind the, the folk music scene, for leaving behind the political activism of the protest songs and the protest singers. Um, his, uh, his reaction uh, or his response to that criticism was the, the, great, uh, the great ballad that, that that we all know. I, I won't sing it for you, but I'll read the poetry. This is part of the poetry that got him awarded the, the Nobel Prize for Literature a few days, but we can all hum along. Um, and this is, this is, this is it's, it's almost, what's the term? Is, is preternatural the right term for, he almost predicted the future. Um, even though this was written in the 60s, he, he, was, seeing, um, he was seeing the difficulties of climate change uh, even then. Come gather around people wherever you roam and admit that the waters around you have grown and accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone. If your time to you is worth saving, then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone for the times they are a-changing. That's, uh, that's Buddha's um, central teaching. Uh, Taigen writes a lot about Dylan and compares him to Manjushri, the bodhisattva of wisdom, and said that uh, he's, got this, um, he's got this sense of uh, of uh, spiritual searching, spiritual um, uh, unity, uh, uh, 
that um, that that everyone can hear. So um, I'll I'll end that now, and we'll have a few announcements, and then maybe a, a few of us can stick around after the announcements and and talk about these central teachings. Uh, talk about our new normal um, and our practice of being in accord. Beings are numberless. I vow to save them. Delusions are inexhaustible. I vow to end them. Dharma gates are boundless. I vow to enter them. Buddha's way is unsurpassable. I vow to become it. Great meal. Have a great uh, harvest harvest uh, festival tomorrow. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. Bye, everybody. Thank you, everyone. Love you. Grateful for you guys. Likewise. Bye. Love you. <laughs> See you later, Jean. <laughs>